listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 25th of August, 2022. Uh, Later, what Woolies is saying about food prices and inflation going forward. But first to the aviation sector, and we'll start with the Flight Centre CEO, Graham Turner. Uh, The company has narrowed its footy loss to $287 million, but says airfares remain high. But do those high airfares actually bother travellers? For more, I spoke with Flight Centre CEO, Graham Turner. Graham, can we firstly talk about the rising cost of living, right? To what extent is it impacting the consumer's desire to travel? And if not, do you expect it to in the near future? Uh, look, it's a good question, but I think people who are going to travel, particularly internationally, um, the cost of living so far probably won't affect those sort of plans. You know, if it goes up a lot more, it may, particularly for people that are travelling to Bali or Fiji and that. But we, we generally expect people travelling, um, you know, particularly to Europe or North America, that so far the cost of living probably... Uh, the, the thing that's probably more important, Ricardo, at the moment is the uh, higher airfares, you know, particularly in premium, but even in, uh, in, uh, in economy. Those higher airfares, how long do you think they are here to stay? Or is it going to be something that customers just have to get used to? Yeah, I think uh, we, we're predicting that um, even October, November, you might see some easing. Uh, and, and obviously, cr- Christmas will be expensive, even if you can get a seat, uh, particularly to the Northern Hemisphere. Um, but uh, we, we, the, the real issue at the moment is the lack of capacity out of Australia. You know, Australia obviously was locked down just about longer than anyone except China and Japan and even uh, New Zealand. Um, and the capacity is just about back into North America and uh, Europe, but we're, we're only at about 50, 55% of pre-COVID international capacity, and that's really driving those airfares, particularly with limited premium seats. So we, we think it'll generally come off after Christmas, probably late January, early February, that's when fares will come down and there'll be some really good, we think there'll be some good bargains around. But if you want to travel at Christmas, you'll need to get in quickly and you and you will um, pay pretty high airfares for sure then. So does that mean airlines need to do more? Or do you think they could be run um, better? Uh, well, look, we've all got the same sort of problems. You know, we don't have enough people, particularly trained people. Um, the airlines don't have enough pilots. Um, so, you know, it's, it's when you've had two and a half years of effective lockdown, no flying, particularly no international for, for a long time, um, you know, people get other jobs and do other things and getting them back. And these are trained people in particular. So I, I think it's a bit early to um, blame, uh, you know, the airlines. They're desperately trying to improve. Uh, and it's happened all over the world. You will have heard, you know, Heathrow's limited capacity, uh, numbers of people that are, can actually fly into Heathrow. Uh, so, and I think the airlines here are looking at trying to limit their capacity growth, particularly domestically, until they feel they can cope with the business and they and the security and other things. So I, I, I think the capacity will be an issue probably certainly till Christmas and probably a little bit of time afterwards. 
Just one question in relation to Qantas before we come back to, to Flight Centre. Qantas results came out today. A lot has been reported about its operational performance and, and customer dissatisfaction. Are you seeing any of that reflected in the bookings you're making at Flight Centre with the airline? Uh, look, look, not really. I, I can't say that, uh, mainly because really people don't have a lot of choice. Uh, interestingly, Rex Airlines has got a reasonably good reputation for on-time uh, on-time departures and, and, and landings and that. So um, they could become a force to be reckoned with in the future. But really, you know, you, two airlines, you've got to choose between Qantas and Virgin domestically. Internationally, it's a bit different, but I think generally inter, um, internationally Qantas has done reasonably well anyway. So um, we haven't really seen any changes. But, uh, you know, it, it's... It certainly has done some damage to their brand uh, because they're a well-known, quite famous brand and uh, you can't afford that these sort of things without damaging it. Okay, so on those bookings, have you seen any new interesting trends, whether it's where or how consumers or travellers uh, are booking or where they're travelling to? Yeah, look, I, I haven't had the exact latest there, but there's no doubt... Um, short haul to Bali and Fiji are very popular for, for holidays, for beach holidays. There's no doubt Canada's back in a big way, certainly uh, as Air Canada's coming in and, and North America generally and UK, Europe. Obviously, we're not flying generally to Japan or China at the moment because it's too hard. Um, last time we spoke, you said that you thought consumers will still come to flight centre or travel agents to book flights <clears> instead <throat> of doing it on their own because of the complexities related with travelling with COVID. Have you seen that? Yeah, look, we, unfortunately, we can't cope with the business we've got, uh, you know, partly because of um, we're building our staff up quickly, but um, not quickly enough. And, and people do need help, particularly for international travel. Um, there are a lot of things and, and changes domestically to cancellations. Uh, they really need, you know, someone to help them. And I think this is happening. It's just that um, our people are overloaded, uh, coping pretty well. Um, but generally, I think the travel industry is coming back very strongly, but, you know, particularly um, when people need that help. But uh, things are going to get back to some level of normality pretty quickly. Uh, we, we, you know, generally, I think the travel industry is starting to cope better and better every week that goes by. And bear in mind, you know, haven't been shut down for basically two years. Um, it, it just takes time to get back. As, I think, as Alan Joyce said, you know, even if people aren't match fit, well, nor are the uh, operators. Two final quick questions. Qantas also said today that business travel revenue is back to 90% of pre-COVID levels. What are you seeing and why do you think business travel is back? Because wasn't there this fear that during COVID businesses had gotten used to doing online meetings and there was this fear that they wouldn't have to return to, to flying? Yeah, well, it depends a little bit on what they're, what numbers they're talking about. Our business travel now globally is back to 100% of of TT, what we call TDV, which is total sales. But um, in reality, the numbers of, of tickets or seats is only back to about 85%. Uh, so, you know, a fair bit of um, the sales volume is because the fares are so much more expensive. We, we, we did predict eventually maybe it would only come back to 70% 
for a year or two, but it does look like it's come back pretty pretty rapidly, and it depends on how they're measuring whether you know, whether that's seat numbers or actual um, value, because value is already back to 100% from our point of view. And finally, an- another uh, full year loss. How confident are you of returning to profitability in this coming year? Well, we'll be very surprised if we don't. You know, the last four months on an EBITDA basis, we've been uh, profitable or at least break even. Um, and this is continuing into this year. Uh, we'll be very surprised if we're not in um, a, a solid EBITDA and, um, and a resulting PBT uh, profit. But, uh, you know, we've still got, still got 10 months to go. So uh, we'll, I'll tell you in July next year. Graham Turner there, the CEO of Flight Centre. Now to the Australian share market, which rose 0.7% to 207,048. For more on the day's market action, including Qantas's result, I spoke earlier with Henry Jennings from Markets Today. Well, the market's been in a bit of a conniption because of this Jackson Hole Symposium where all these central banks get together and Powell makes a big speech. So we have seen some weakness, but we are seeing that stimulus coming through from China, which, again, we've seen rate cuts in China. Now we're seeing cash being thrown at the problem as well, especially in their property sector and talking about more infrastructure spending, which is really helping our resource sector, which is certainly helping our market today. Lots of profit numbers out again today. Let's start with Qantas. It's lost $7 bucks over three years because of COVID. It still has a lot of work to do, especially reputationally. How does its future look? Well, I guess its future looks relatively bright, I would imagine. Alan Joyce, once again, has used COVID to uh, cut costs, cut the balance sheet down a little bit as well. And uh, they've announced a $400 million buyback. So clearly he has some optimism for the future. And the one thing they are doing is getting on top of the reputational issues that they have had in terms of luggage, in terms of delays and cancelled flights, etc. So it does look as if it's quite a bright future, especially when you consider that a lot of the competition has been taken out of the market at the moment with Chinese airlines pretty much out of the game. So that that's good. And we're seeing business travel return to nearly pre-pandemic levels and certainly leisure travel has bounced back extraordinarily well. So the future looks quite bright, as they say. So we also saw Woolworths today. Given that Woolworths is about supermarkets and items that we must spend on, Qantas is about aviation. We don't need to fly, right? So so what do we know about what these companies have said about the way consumers are, are, are coping with the rising cost of living? Well, I guess with Qantas, you're right, we don't need to fly, but some of us are certainly using the opportunity to fly. With Woolies, uh, what we're seeing there is the consumers are actually sort of trading down to some extent. They're, they're swapping some of the higher price items, the premium meats, etc., for cheaper cuts for the minces of this world. So that that is really uh, affecting their sales and their profit margins as well. So we are seeing consumers being a little bit more canny at the cash register for uh, for Woolworths. And that is having a slowing effect. And I suspect that will continue, especially as we see rate rises continue to rise in Australia. Any other profit numbers catch your attention today? Uh, there was a good number from IEL, which is involved in the overseas student and education market. That's certainly, they've pivoted very well and, and pivoted away from Chinese students to some extent and, and into the more uh, the uh, the Indian market. They do in English language tests. So that, that's been a pretty good result. But they're to be honest, uh, there has been a slew of good results, really. Uh, and we are seeing corporate Australia not in a bad place. Some of 
surprised at the downside, of course, that's always the way of the world. But generally, it has been an okay season, and the comments haven't been as pessimistic as some would have us believe. So from corporate Australia, it's not been a bad performance, that's for sure. And finally, the likes of Paladin Energy, so uranium players back in vogue, I heard there were reports in Japan that it's considering developing new nuclear reactors. What can you tell me about that, and are there any opportunities here? Well, of course, uh, you know, at the moment we do have an energy crisis, especially in, in Europe with gas prices there because of the war. Uh, and Japan is completely reliant on importation of energy. They do have nuclear stations and uh, nuclear power plants, of course, which did get closed down to some extent or at least peeled back because of Fukushima. They're now taking a far more pragmatic approach to nuclear as a viable alternative. And you've got to look at France. Germany is phasing out theirs, but certainly uranium had a bit of a blip up last night. And now uranium sector, which is a big beneficiary of this, is doing very well in the markets today. And I suspect that will continue as well. And uh, we may see the uranium sector continue to perform as the world grapples with the, the, the outfall of the um, Ukraine war and energy problems. Henry Jennings there from Marcus Today. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Yeah.